When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to a Real Bucks Talk podcast. This is Michael Plus, joined as always by Mark Ramirez. And Mark is finally draft week. We have survived. We have made it. It's it's time to see who the Buccaneers are going to be taking this week. I can't wait. How are we doing? Excited as just as much as you are. It's yeah. all this rumors and there's still rumors up the ass right now. And it's just cool to hear them all, but they're all coming to an end on Thursday. And it's going to be fun. We're going to be there. Just let's get it over with, right? Yeah. But still, the drama is so awesome. Yeah, it's it's why it's like the number one TV show on uh, ESPN NFL Network this week. I mean, it's going to be uh, great TV and also um, just to see how teams – I mean, pretty much every team has hope right now. And, you know, <laughs> this is what – you know, the draft brings it all together. And really, you see how your roster is being shaped, not only for – this year, but for the future years, and really see what's how it's all going to play out. Yeah, it's so funny. It's like mm-hmm. today was a mass amount of rumors of, oh, now Kyler Murray's not there. Uh, Ed Oliver could be at three. Right. There could be trades. Like, hey, yeah. the more the merrier. It just makes the draft that much more fun. Yeah, absolutely. And to help us out, we have a, a very good special guest um, from the Draft Network, J.C. Cornell, uh, CEO. Um, so it's going to be great to talk with him. Uh, he's been big part on Twitter. We've interacted with him quite a bit. Uh, big uh, fan of his his work and everything. So it's going to be good to uh, pick his brain and, and really see uh, you know what's what's happening with this draft. And with that said, let's do this. Let's give JC a call. This is JC. Hey, JC, it's uh, Michael Plus. You're on with uh, Mark Ramirez as well. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you on. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, so JC, like how we always do these interviews and just thought processes together, let's start it off with who is JC Cornell? Where did he grow up? What does he enjoy to do, like hobbies, just besides covering the Bucks, the draft, all this cool stuff we really dive into what is it besides this stuff that you like to do and just makes you you i guess 
Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I'm 29 years old. I live in Sarasota, Florida, a little south of Tampa. Um, I was born in Los Angeles and then moved to Sarasota when I was in kindergarten. And then I was here until fourth grade, and then I moved all around, like, I moved to Singapore, I moved to Belgium, Connecticut, Northern California for high school, um, I went to Roger Williams University for college in Rhode Island, and then I met my, well, I've actually known my wife since she was four years old, now it's five years old, so, wow. um, yeah, she's from Sarasota, and um, we started dating when I moved to New York, and then we moved down here, and now we're married, and have two kids. Heck I have yeah. Almost two year old son named Carter and a five week old daughter named Kendall. Wow, congrats. Yeah, five nice. weeks yeah, only? Yeah. You just, getting any uh, sleep? Yeah, barely. Yeah. <laughs> so a loud household. Right, boy and girl. Awesome. Two awesome. two kids under two is no joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm I I don't know, but I can imagine. <laughs> but uh, so uh, what were you doing? Were you like, was your family uh, military or something that you were moving so much, or what was going on? Uh, my dad just worked in business and was switching companies a lot. Uh, he worked for PepsiCo for a long time. Okay. So that was a lot of the international travel. Cool. Yeah, like Singapore and like wow. Been yeah. all over the world almost <laughs> yeah i have and now now i don't like to travel at all i just am very content uh just uh hanging out here in sarasota <laughs> right well very nice i hope you do enjoy it and grow the family or at least yeah. with these oh, two I, be I content with these two i think two. we're good with two <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got the boy girl yeah you're good yeah. there yeah. yeah yeah i'm i'm right there i have a seven-year-old daughter i'm hoping the next one next one's a boy but damn, I don't Definitely. think you. I don't think you can call it out like that. But uh, I know you don't want to. <laughs> but uh, damn, that's cool. And then, so what made you ultimately become the Bucks fan? I know you're Sarasota, but what was your big "I'm a Buccaneer fan" moment? Uh, my biggest moment probably was my dad took me to the first game at Raymond James, um, and ever since then, I was just obsessed with the Bucks. Um, I've, I mean, everywhere I've moved, no matter where I've lived. I followed them, you know, made it known I'm a Bucks Bucks fan and all that good stuff. <laughs> That's evident. Yeah. Very evident. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh you also I, I know you're big on uh UCLA as well and I am. Yeah. yeah, so that's like your big college team I would I suppose. It is. Yeah, I I have not I've not been talking much about UCLA on Twitter anymore. I've been mainly focusing on the Bucks um Right. Hopefully, uh, better days in the future for Chip Kelly's program over there in Westwood. Nice, nice. Um, talk talk a little bit about uh, just the overall draft network. I mean, that is your that's your baby. I mean, just talk it about is. yeah, just talk <laughs> about how that came about. And um, I know you know me and you personally, we've talked probably for you know the last few years. It's it's been a while talking just about draft and, and stuff like that. But just go into the process of really building what is. One of the better, I mean, probably the best site out there for, for draft coverage. Well, I appreciate that. Um, it really came, you know, after the Gruden era, we've really stunk it up. And mm-hmm. I've found myself just really paying attention to the draft every year. And it's become my favorite thing. You know, I've gone six straight years nice. uh, and attended. And and um, Trevor Sikama and I, like, started interacting because, you know, we're both Bucks fans. And, um we kind of just hung out one time and uh, ordered some wings, and we we're like, 
throwing some ideas around and we're like, what if we built a powerhouse draft website? (laughs) And uh, sure enough, you know, we launched in August and it's come a long way. I mean, I think we just did about two and a half million hits this week. Ah, Wow. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Last week, last week. Sorry. Gotcha. Either way. Wow. Heck yeah. I mean, he's right though. I mean, it's, it's covers so many bases. You mm-hmm. you dive into so much. It's like clean. Yeah. To the point. Well, it's, if it's, someone wants to know something about a certain player, you right. have so many ways to look at it. It's yeah. not just one person's analysis. It's like a whole bunch of people talking about the one guy. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Go ahead. No. Yeah. That's that's the beauty of it. Everyone. Uh, everyone has their own big boards. Everyone uh, has their own guys that they vouch for. So. So yeah. it's very cool. Right, and it gives you the fan experience of a draft mock board. It's not just, oh, this is mine, this is what you have to listen to. It's anyone can say whatever they want, and it's more like how we, our podcast is. It's just like you just want to talk and interact with people. So you can Definitely. make your big board, put it out there, and take the guys you wanted to draft. This is who I drafted, mm-hmm. and then we start talking. That's the cool part about how interactive that is, and it's, yeah, like kudos to you. That's That's an awesome – yeah, I appreciate that. Now, an awesome third baby. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. All right. All right. Yep. So, with that said, let's jump into the Buccaneers now. So, I think Plus and I have a good sense of who you want. So, give me who you are taking at number five for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the reasoning, and if there's any other situation that you would look into, like if that person's not available, or if, say, someone takes him, yeah, someone takes him before, or if there's a trade or something, what would you do? Who are you taking? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, obviously I'm I support Devin White on Twitter. Um, big big on Devin White. Love his leadership. Love his on field ability. Um, I think the biggest thing with me with Devin White though is his leadership. Um, just something I think the Bucks defenses lacked, um, having a true, 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 true leader that really can uh, carry the team and be big in the locker room. Um, but I've really kind of embraced Devin White because that's what I've been hearing for so long. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's one of those things like he was – Ed Oliver used to be my guy. Like that's who I was dying to have. And – once I kept hearing things and kept hearing Devin's, Devin White's name like being the most likely pick for us, you know, I just kept watching him, and, and I really just kind of embraced him, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so this is based off of what you're hearing, or obviously what you said, but why was it so, okay, wait, so <laughs> there's a lot of questions in here. So Ed Oliver was your initial one you liked a lot. Yeah, before before like before they, there started to be like leaks of who who the Bucks liked, I I was on the Ed Oliver train. Like that's that was the guy I could see replacing Gerald McCoy and being, you know, a monster on the defense. Because I honestly I hadn't really looked into White that much because I wasn't even thinking about inside linebacker because I was still I'm a huge Quan Alexander fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like his his jersey hangs in my in my movie room. Like, I loved the guy. So, like, I wasn't even thinking about linebacker. Um, and then when the rumors started that, you know, Quan could leave, I was like, shoot, I th- think Scott Reynolds was the first person to put it out. 
And then I kind of uh, made some calls and talked to some people, and I was like, sure enough, yeah, they love this kid, Devin White. So that's when I started doing all my research and watching him and starting to like him. No, that's I mean that's interesting because it kind of like it plays off of what you know I've been thinking all along because I love Ed Oliver I love well originally my first guy was uh, Jonah Williams and I think I talked with you about this you know you know get a Jonah Williams you put him in on the right side right guard right tackle your offense probably can score thirty points a game instantly with that kind of offensive line you know that was my thought process but obviously they don't they don't like Jonah enough you know to consider him in the top ten uh, and then. You know, Ed Oliver, uh, obviously Quinn and Williams, you know, those two guys I think um, would be studs. But looking at Devin White and just really understanding, you know, what this defense is going to be about, and he is he is the perfect fit for Todd Bowles. I mean, he is that kind of linebacker that's going to be used as a blitzer, uh, sideline to sideline guy. Guy can also cover, you know, running backs that we desperately need, uh, especially in our division. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's definitely a guy, you know, he's an off-ball linebacker, and, and people don't like hearing that, right. especially with the num- number five overall pick. But I-, I could see him having five or six sacks, you know, like in a season. He's he always going to be attacking and uh, forcing turnovers and hopefully just being the game changer we need. No, I fully agree with that. I think that's his best trait coming into the NFL right now, like his ability to blitz and get under – guards that aren't fast enough to get him like that's and he's so stocky and built just like a damn bottle rocket he can just explode through these guys and i think that's where bowls likes him most like getting after the quarterback because like they think oh this guy is not going to make it here in time but he's there on you in a blink of an eye and that's oh yeah and and, and it goes along with this new top balls defense i mean we're gonna be playing uh press man aggressive defense and we're gonna want to make those quarter quarterbacks make quick decisions so. exactly yeah and we had trevor sikma you you may know him <laughs> on last uh, I, I do yeah. right <laughs> and he said the same thing he's like well then it's that not not only that it's not having another linebacker Quan left it's just david other than that mm-hmm. there's so many question marks everywhere we have acl over jack sitchy we have just beckwith is up in the air you don't even know if he's gonna have a career anymore like right. so there is a lot of question marks and after Devin White, Devin Bush, there's nothing. So Yeah, and that's that's the issue. I mean, if you if you miss on one of the Devins and you go to round two, I mean, I think if you reach if you take Mac Wilson, there's a lot of question marks with his mm-hmm. game, and that's a reach in the second round. That's right. I feel like he's more of like a third round guy. Um it's, it's just there, there's a huge drop off in talent, and you don't want to draft for need, but I I, at the same time, like he, I believe Devin White's top five talent. So it, for me, it's like no brainer. I, I love the pick. Right. Okay. Well, let me, let me ask you, ask you this. Like if, obviously I, I think you would agree with this ideal scenario for the Bucks would be able to, you know, trade down a few spots, get some extra picks and still be able to get a Devin White. Now, would you say Devin White is clearly way above a Devin Bush? It seems like that's that's the case. You know, I, I, I think the only reason he's way ahead of Devin Bush, I think their play is right on par with each other. Mm-hmm. I just think his leadership is just that. I, and I, I think he just crushed all the interviews. Like, right. people were so wowed with his, his him off the field. Um, I think that's what puts him above Devin Bush. 
Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, me and Mark talked about we have no problems with either linebacker. It's just we ideally you would like to see them if they could move back a little bit just to get some extra capital uh, because they do have other needs. I mean, there's a lot of needs on this team uh, from offensive line, defensive line. Uh, you know, if you do take a Devin White at five, that that pretty much. I mean, do you think that puts you in a situation in round two where you you have to target defensive line? I mean. Yeah, that's you know that it seems like you sure would have to right. probably target the deep, like that three technique if Gerald McCoy is gonna maybe be traded in the draft to move up a couple picks or whatever they do with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or he doesn't even want to be here right now. He's not showing up. To yeah, him. yeah. It's it's um from what I've heard, it's like not a great situation. Ryan, he hasn't even he's never missed a practice to begin with as in general. So like, well, now, yeah, I think a, a lot of that has to do with Arians wouldn't want him to show up and get injured and then have that contract stuck on the books. Correct. Yeah. I've heard that too. It's just, to me, it's like this guy has always been team first guy. And all of a sudden this is the first time that you've ever seen that this has happened. So like, that's almost writing in the wall to me. Mm-hmm. That's, that may be just my own opinion, but yeah, I, I sorry to cut you. I think no. just so while I'm thinking about it, I mean, if they trade down, ideally, I, I hope it would just be to the Giants at six if if White's really their guy, and mm-hmm. hopefully you pick up like a, if the Giants are moving up for a quarterback. But we'll see what happens. There's a a lot of smoke right in your yeah. couple days away love, from the draft. I love so. it though. <laughs> does does everything does everything change if if Kyler Murray doesn't go one? Does that does that play into the hands of the Bucks? Like, let's say Murray somehow, I mean, he probably doesn't make it to five, but if he does make it there, I mean, if if, if you get a call, you know, you got to at least, I mean, I'm sure it'd have to be. I a- mean, I just, I feel like if what Bosa would go to the, that was the rumor that Bosa might be their guy mm-hmm. at number one, then I feel like Niners would have to take like Quinn and Williams. Right. Um, and then I feel like the Jets might be able to trade that third pick and get a fortune back for someone that wants Kyler, um, including maybe the Raiders wanting to come up. Because yeah. um, I know I have a feeling Gruden would love to have Kyler Murray. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think. Do you guys see the picture of Gruden with uh, he had Kyler Murray uh, sign the A's hat for him? <laughs> I'll have to look that up. I haven't seen it, but that sounds hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. Well, hey, it is. Hey, he, you saw how happy he got with Johnny Manziel, right? Back in the day. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. With those the, guys, those guys get Gruden all excited, right? Up. He gave him the non-laced up footballs and said, "Oh, throw that, my boy! Just throw it quick, right out there." <laughs> no, but <laughs> well, I mean, this is the cool thing about the draft. Like another cool thing of why you made this website. Like, it's just so many people get enticed by it and want to have their opinions and just. Look at the drama of this. Like mm-hmm. you don't even know who's number one right now. Right, it's all up in the air. Oh yeah, and, it's, and it's, it's, it splits fan bases too. It's crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone's arguing on Twitter, and everyone's cheering for the same team. It gets a little crazy. Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fully honest. I honestly thought you were so Devin White <laughs> that you were going to be like, forget anyone else. It's Devin White or bust. No, not but, at all. But see, not so either. literally, that's why I like getting people on me. Like, okay, so what is the mindset? What's going on? So no, like, like I said, I, it was just something like I kind of like started embracing him because that's what I was hearing, and mm-hmm. and so I, and now I mean, you know, he could go four to the Raiders, right, right, and then uh, 
and then there's you know you gotta they have to be prepared for every scenario so absolutely all right so if ed oliver and devin white are gone who is it oh man i think trade down all you can trade down and try to get bush i don't know mm-hmm. um maybe josh allen if yeah. if you know bulls liked him enough well how do you guys feel about josh allen I, I like him. I, I think, you know, he's got some pass rush ability. But, I mean, what he's got to work on, I think, is is an inside counter move. Um, I know he's worked on the spin move, and he's got a little bit better at it. Uh, he's got that natural rip. Uh, I think what makes him different is just his ability to cover. I mean, he's a versatile uh, athlete that can, you know, make plays either covering or, um, you know, as a pass rusher. But, you know, Mark, you know, me and Mark looked at it, and he's, yeah. he's got he's to work on his – disengagement a little bit you know yeah, he gets, gets stuck. stuck on blocks a lot yeah and like you see I fully, he's... I fully agree he kind of scares me a little bit as yeah. a top five pick gotcha um i would be nervous selecting him in the top five because yeah i don't know i, I don't know you know there's yeah, he's there's got some question marks the mm-hmm. only thing to me is like so i questioned kendall beckwith a couple of years back when he literally to me he couldn't disengage in blocks well either and then all of a sudden he, he starts for us middle linebacker and he's disengaging everywhere and he's actually looking like a beast. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to start looking at guys differently because of that. Mm-hmm. And that was a good learning experience to me. But the thing is, I mean, he literally, it's a lot of times. Like he reads a play right. He just can't get off the tackle, can't get off the even the tight end. Right. So to me, I'm like, ah, we're, just get off. And, but but dropping back into coverage, so smooth. Mm-hmm. Like and it's mm-hmm. almost like a safety dropping back. How smooth he is and how mm-hmm. much he's in every play. It's it is a question mark to me. Like I, if I'm top five, I want a guy no matter what. This is it. But it's just six five two sixty five. Like runs a four six. That he f- checks a lot of boxes. Would Todd Bowles use him in many different ways? Yeah, they single him out and where he doesn't have to be solely on a guy. Like that's, that has to get disengaged probably because mm-hmm. that's why like. The damn Jess Root said mm-hmm. we're going to have three defensive tackles that will clog up the run, so everyone else can have holes to run through. I really believe we're going to do that, and that's why I think we're going to find like bigger guys later in the draft. Right. But I think there could be some interesting uh, pass rushers that fall later on, uh, whether it's Montez Sweat falling for his health condition and maybe being there in the second round, or right. or a Jakai Polite maybe falling to the third round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we love we love Jakai Polite. I think he's, uh, I think he's one of the top players in this draft. Unfortunately, um, just had a horrible pre-draft process. Um, just real immature. He needs to really learn how to be a professional. But I mean, he's got. You talk about pass rush. He's probably one of the better pass rushers um, in this class, right there with I think Brian Burns. Uh, is very underrated as well. So, yeah, you got to think uh, bringing in a guy like Bruce Arians. You know, Bruce shouldn't be. I don't think Bruce would be scared to bring a guy like Jakai in the building. No, not at all. He's got that reputation of being such a players' coach and being able to uh, relate so well with these guys. I'm right there with you. Yeah, like literally right there with you. And move into uh, like some of the bigger like defense, like defensive tackle. Like Mark was saying, we're going to probably have three defensive tackles. Talk a little bit about like would they take a chance on like a Jeffrey Simmons or. I know you mocked um, Dexter Lawrence in the second round. I mean, is is that both of those guys a possibility to make it there? Um, once again, you never know on draft day. I right. I do know that they like um, Dexter Lawrence. Um, 
it's one of their the guys they like if he's there in the second round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was the biggest thing to me. Like I was saying, if you get Devin White at five without a trade down or anything, you better almost guarantee me you get a big defensive tackle to give him an easier job in front of him. Because to me, like my biggest knock on Devin White is, yeah, I, I agree with the the leadership skills. Every box is checked with the athleticism. It's just his ability to read plays and react to it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of in college, he would go the wrong way and then correct it and just immediately make the play because he's so damn gifted. To me, it was if he can't read what's going on in front of him, imagine what Drew Brees could do to him. If he's running a million miles an hour the wrong way, Drew Brees only needs a half a second, not even. And he smiles and just delivers it. But to me, if there's big boys in front of him, they can clog – the holes and open up gaps for him. Devin White can just read react. This defense is like top bulls. It's aggressive. It's an attacking defense. He does not have to think. That's why I do like Devin White, which people think we don't like him. We do like him. Yeah. <laughs> especially if it's an attacking defense, which what does he do best? He's a downhill guy. He likes to get after it. And he's sideline to yeah. sideline. He fits it to a T, which to that me, we both agree. It's just not at five. It was the only big thing mm-hmm. with us. Off-ball defender, that's that's the only thing. I, and a, lot, a lot of people hate the, oh, you, just the value of positional value. It's just, mm. mm-hmm. same. The kind of the same thing with like the Josh Allen not disengaging off of blocks. There's a lot of talent exactly. there. It's like, but I'm not all in. Like, Quinn Williams, all in. Mm-hmm. Ed Oliver, even though, like, people are like, oh, he's not getting all the sex. He's playing it over the, the center. Right. And he's undersized, and he's still bulldozing. That stuff translates. That stuff's insane. Just there's things that you look at a guy like that. That okay, he got it. So those three, Bosa, Quinn Williams, and Oliver, I think are just freaks and are going to succeed no matter what. Allen and Devin White are like the next echelon down. That I'm like, okay, I like them a lot. It's just I have question marks. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my only bugaboo, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but looking at the second round, let me ask you this. Would you be set on defensive line, or are you looking cornerback safety? Like how obviously this. I don't think you. I don't think you ever should. You know, set yourself up to like be completely uh, picking like a defensive lineman. I think you have to keep your like eyes open for a guy like Darnell Savage. I think he would fit great mm-hmm. on that defense. Uh, I like him a lot. They need to find a guy to play in the slot. Um, right. So he could definitely be a guy that uh, they could pick. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you got to stay true to your board. I think that's what Jason Light, you know, has shown in the past. He he does that for the most part. Um, you know, try not to over uh, pick for need and really just you know try to match it where it's talent, but also a need as well. I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, that second round, I, I think there's a lot of good value for you know, that defense line, but also secondary. So it really just depends on who's available, uh, you know, which position is going to get the run on, you know, I think corners and safeties might not be as many in the first round, but, you know, I don't know. We're just... Yeah, there definitely could be some interesting guys there. Um, a lot of good good guys to pick from. So right. we'll see what happens. I just can't wait for Thursday to get here. And right. <laughs> get this thing. I feel, it feels like it's been forever. It always – it always feels like it takes so long. Is- and it's even worse this year because the lightning lost. So, <laughs> right. You know, like at least the lightning games usually keep us occupied. And, oh, man. 
That yeah. was that was trash. Yeah. That was trash for four games that I just watched on TV and, and just got mad I at just, myself for watching. It's every year I get the same like feeling when they're playing the playoff hockey. It's like just mm. this uneasy feeling. But we should probably not talk about hockey too much. <laughs> uh, just, there's gonna be anger all over the place. Yeah. All right. Well, so who are some of your personal favorites in the draft besides Devin White, Ed Oliver? Like, give us some names where it doesn't have to be a first round pick, second. Anywhere where you're just like this guy, just I like him based on what, whether it be personality, athleticism, anything. Who's your Who's your favorites? I like uh, Miles Sanders a lot. Um, running back out of Penn State, mm-hmm. uh, played behind Saquon Barkley. I just I like watching him on tape. I, he only had one season there at Penn State, but I think he's got a lot of potential to be a great pro. Um, I know the Bucks had him in for a visit. Um, I don't know they you know they're they're selling pretty hard that they. Uh, like Peyton Barber and Rojo going forward. So, you know, we'll see if they're true to their word come draft time. But if they trade down and acquire some more picks, I would not be surprised if they took someone like him or Daryl Henderson out mm. of Memphis. Yeah, you guys love Miles Saunders and uh, Daryl Henderson. Sanders. Right? Or not Sanders, forgive me. A lot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just, yeah, I like, I like, he looked, he's a smooth, smooth runner with the, it's hard to bring down, and he's got some, some burst to him. Right. So, yeah, the biggest thing is we just need a damn guy who can catch a ball, mm. right? Exactly. That's Rojo has no confidence in his hands, and hopefully uh, he's put a lot of work on that in the offseason. Right. They, they keep saying, oh, he's looking good. He's looking really good in, in practice. But, I mean, that's practice, first of all. I I've, All I've seen in game is he couldn't even be in the active roster pretty much. Yeah, it's a lot different when the, the lights are – are on you. So. Right? Yeah. And then one other good thing is Sean Wilson. So they're saying he's looking really damn good too. And he actually was the one that getting the nod over Rojo, which is another yeah. cool thing where he's another guy that has juice, can catch a ball, and can make you miss. So I'm excited more. I'm almost excited more for him than Rojo, mm-hmm. just based on I, actually I'm, seeing I'm him. Pretty exci- I'm pretty excited for Rojo, though, because I liked him coming out of USC, and I really think Cutter didn't give him – you know, a time like a time of day because Cutter's just so stubborn in his ways, and right. like every time Cutter brought him in, it's like you knew he was going to hand it to him. And there's <laughs> three guys in his face by the time he gets the ball. Right. Um, it wasn't exactly the the easiest rookie season for Rojo. Not at all. He did. Cutter just didn't know how to utilize his players best. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Multiple times that happened. Uh, yeah. That, and then, so give me a quick, obviously you're, you like the coaching staff. How much do you like the coaching staff? Or, or Bruce Arians and Todd Bolt, it's almost like they're, it's an offense and defensive coach. Like how, oh, yeah. how like happy have, are you about that? I'm stoked. I, I love it. I mean, I haven't been this excited since, you know, the Gruden days. I loved Gruden back in the day. Um, this is This is a breath of fresh air, having a coach like Arians and, a guy like Bowles being the defensive coordinator when you know he's one of the top defensive minds in the league and up-and-comer uh, Byron Leftwich at OC. We'll see what happens with him, like see how good he is. And, uh, yeah, I'm just really excited. Yeah, man, I'm, I think we're all excited. I mean, it's finally a legit coaching staff that looks like it's going to take advantage of mismatches, uh, put guys in position to be successful. Uh, so, I mean, and the best part is, I mean, they have full confidence in Jameis, which I, I don't think he's ever had since he walked into the league. 
um, at least from a coach. You know, he hasn't had that support from a coach, and I think that's going to be huge for him and really have, um, you know, the full support. And it, it's it's going to be fun to watch. Um, I mean, but that schedule, that's a tough schedule they got. I mean, six six straight uh, road weeks, that's going to be uh, something. Inter- it's going to be interesting for sure. <laughs> yeah, and it's knowing Bruce Arians, he's not going to make one damn excuse about the schedule. Right, so. yep. <laughs> he's gonna make phrase like don't don't make no sense yeah. who cares this is how we gonna play we're gonna do, do the game like i love it <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, love it. I, I think i i tweeted uh i said you know it's completely they they got screwed but you know at least they're not gonna be uh scorching hot games at ray j right yeah exactly no that's that's but, yeah that's good definitely got it was a screw job for sure well, JC, uh, I think that's that's it for us, unless we have any other questions. Uh, but talk talk a little bit about what you guys uh, have coming up for the Draft Network. Um, you got a big event for the draft. I think you guys are covering all three days, and just go into that a little bit. Yeah, so we'll be uh, hosting uh, our draft show at FCK Restaurant in Nashville. Uh, just opened, and we're bringing on Benjamin Albright as an insider, uh, nice. presented by Under Armour is our presenting sponsor. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have some special guests, so tune in and uh, have some fun with us. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we're definitely going to be tuning into that. Um, well, thank you so much, JC, for taking the time, uh, talking some Bucks football. I know uh, we're all excited, Like, and you're going to be at the draft, and that's that's awesome. I think uh, we're planning to, to be at the draft next year in Vegas, which, like we, I told you earlier, it's going to be just wild. Um, oh it's gonna be crazy yeah <laughs> but again thank you so much and uh as always go bucks and uh have a great night all right guys go bucks go bucks nice guy nice guy we're yeah. getting a bunch of nice guys in a row what yeah. the heck <laughs> i know we just got to keep it with the draft keep the draft network train going and just get more people <laughs> on uh, i think we're gonna probably try to get benjamin Solak next that guy He's a smart man. Like he's yeah. He's only like twenty one, twenty two years old. Very a, smart. A ball of football knowledge. Yeah, and get all the guys: Kyle Krabs, uh, Joe Marino, all of them. Heck yeah. Yeah. Why the heck not? I mean, <laughs> obviously they're all good people, right? Right. Yeah. But no, I, I liked hearing that. I I honestly did think. Good thing we got him on because I honestly uh, thought he was like, oh no, he only likes Devin White. No. And I'm maybe I'm just being a butthole about this, <laughs> and I need to be realistic and people are not only thinking Devin White they're just saying that's the big name right so don't go against the big name I mean but I I guess I just that's how we think I guess or Mm -hmm. that's how we always go against the grind or against whatever the hell you call it (laughs) we look into every avenue and it's just like we do and we don't agree with things right right but that's 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 why some people like to listen to us Mm because we give you a different opinion and Guys that we see are good or guys that we see are, right. there's things that they have flaws in their game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, JC, uh, I mean, he just he does a great job of really, you know, putting uh, not only what he's hearing out there, you know, as far as, you know, from inside sources and stuff like that. And he's he's been on it. Uh, he was on the coaching staff. He's, oh, hell yeah. He was all over the coaching yeah, staff. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, he just does a great job. And just his explanation of how the Draft Network came together, and that's such a great site. Because um, really, before that, we really didn't have much. I mean, you had the um, what was the one site draft breakdown? I guess was the big one with the video, yeah. with the videos and stuff like that. But 
yeah, I mean, just so much resources in, into that site. And now you have, you know, great writers and um, just really doing a great job. But, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a very nice guy. Um, I like that he's, you know, born and raised in, in, in Tampa or Sarasota. Sarasota yeah. So from Florida, uh, but moved around so much. I mean, he's, he's been still everywhere. Still is a Buccaneer fan. So, that, that stands true right there. So that's awesome. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, and me and him have been talking for probably the last, I mean, since we joined Twitter. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking with him, and uh, yeah, because I remember when I was like, "I love Johnny Manziel." Like, you love Johnny Manziel. <laughs> I was like, "Everyone, everyone fell in love yeah. with Johnny football." I mean, yeah. I was one of them. Okay, yeah. if he, you, if you were just plainly judging the football player, mm. it didn't put that human aspect into it. Okay, right. but yeah. obviously, alcohol and whatever the hell he was doing just messed him up. Yeah, maybe it was just too big of a scene. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, J.C. Gornell was back and forth talking about that. That was that's right. funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then just you know talking about draft and and this guy. I mean, J.C. goes to pretty much every draft now, which is awesome. I mean, it seems like he's he's been going to the draft for a long time, which is which is great. Uh, we got to go uh, to the draft in 2015, um, but yeah, I mean, we so should just, hit him up then. I know, it. right? <laughs> but yeah, just talking about. Uh, draft for a while and and he knows his stuff very educated um and and we agree i mean when we look at devin white you know i see i see the potential i see where he can be utilized and really have instant impact and that makes you excited as a bucks fan because you know we need we need good players you got to have good players on this team and we need more of those you know we have a good solid core but you can always add more talent and devin white is definitely a talented player no, I mean, it's no doubt he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never doubted that. It's like I've said before, I'm not going to repeat myself. It's just the processing yeah, yeah, yeah. that I'm worried about. But Tobles, he probably will use him correctly if he's going to value him at top five. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, do we still think that we're going to try and trade down? I think we both strongly agree that if the top three guys aren't there, right, they're going down. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to. And, and if, they really do love Devin White, then he is that guy. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like like you said, we need more picks to fill holes. I mean, because we keep saying defense, defensive line. Mm-hmm. Right guard's still just a ginormous freaking hole. Yeah, we don't know. Right? So You don't know if Kappa's going to take that next step or not. And, you know, you just can't really put that on his shoulders. I mean, because you just you don't know what you got with him. It's, it's true. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's why, again, like, come think more – as a front office, as in filling holes, as in the better for the team, instead of getting in love with one player that he's he can talk really well and right. he's really fast. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about this the other day, just finding solid football players that fill needs. Um, I think that's what you know the Patriots do so well. You know, they just find good football players that they can plug and play, and it just it makes everything better. And you start with the lines and you work your way out really make your strong lines and then everybody's job's easier right so that's something that's true and yeah that's why i was saying they get some defensive tackles to help right. devin white devin white out if we do select him at five so his job is so much easier yeah and i and if we can make it where it's devin white and then you get a dexter lawrence like we talked about that would be yeah. huge and you know it's 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 nice to hear that jc said that the bucks do like him and we like him as well i think he can be a really good player once he learns some certain things as far as technique goes but i mean he's got the power strength and you can put him at the nose and then use a vita vea as kind of your wild card where yeah. you can move him all over 
um, and really set up mismatches that way or move Dexter Lawrence or, you know, just imagine like those two running stunts, like, <laughs> yeah. and then knocking people out. Just looking at those two, like, I don't mm-hmm. know if we mentioned this a podcast or over text, mm-hmm. but Dexter Lawrence is bigger than Vita Vea. Yeah. He's 6'5", like 340, just but bigger, like longer arms, right. bigger hands. He's bigger overall. Only 21 years old too. And 21 years old, yeah. still learning the position still. He can take up so much space. Vita Vea was used on the outside a lot at Washington. Mm-hmm. He was used all over the place because he's that athletic. He can move yeah. really well for a big man. Obviously, he showed he was playing better than McCoy was at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So all you need is those two down linemen on a passing play. Dexter Lawrence and Vita Vea. You can leave both of them in. Right. They're just the two main rushers because they can take up two people both each and actually still get penetration, mm-hmm. which is insane. And that makes... If we do get Devin White, his job's so much easier. De- Levante David, he's a good blitzer. We've all known that. Right. His job's so much easier. And then Nassib and JPP, if they're the ones standing up, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. just so much more potential. And that's why it's like, to me, if you get Devin White at five, you almost need to hope he's there. Right. Or someone of that caliber of a big defensive lineman that can penetrate. Mm-hmm. Jerry Tillery, maybe. or yeah, He's not the same run stuffer as Lawrence, but he's a hell of a edge rusher for a defensive tackle yeah like a three sure. technique kind of for sure or if you can get like maybe a like a zach allen you know yeah, he's zach got good allen. he's got good size he could play you know right on the end i don't know if i would take him top of the second round right right but but I, maybe that's a situation where they try to trade back into the first round you know and try to get someone i don't know what you could package maybe that's where McCoy you and, that's right. where you that's where you package mccoy and maybe some other draft picks maybe a future Maybe you go into next year's picks and maybe offer a second round pick of next year and see what you can get as far as moving up. You know, it's it's uh, it wouldn't be out of question because I know Bruce Arians wants to win now. I mean, he said it. You know, he's not about um, rebuilding. He's he's only reloading. reloading. So I expect them to be aggressive. I think some other you know guys on Twitter they talked about how you know this could be the draft that Jason Light moves up and down a lot. You know, to get what he wants. You know, as far as value. And just based off of past experiences, I mean, you sent me something. I don't know if you put it on Twitter of no, I oh, didn't. <laughs> it was Jason Light, like big, big smile, like yeah. oh, I could be trading up, I could be trading down, I could be trading up for a, a kicker in the second round. Yeah. It's just him with a big smirk. I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, yeah. he's traded up and down almost every draft. Right, he has. I think every draft. So it doesn't matter if it's the first round, second round. He's going to be moving. Mm-hmm. And especially with a coach that's no risk it, no biscuit, yeah. up his butt saying, no, we need to get this guy. Come on, Jason. Do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be exciting. I think yeah. it's going to be very exciting. We're going to be there. Guys, again, we, we said this last podcast. If you're there, mm-hmm. get, get, tweet us up. We're going to be there. Share a beer with us. Um, I'll be taking beers. Yeah. Plus, we'll be just overseeing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like to uh, stay sober. I like keep my mind on the on the prize. So, <laughs> as far as I gotta stay focused, because yeah, you know, that's why I do my best thinking. Well, yeah, <laughs> I gotta stay locked in. I gotta be locked in with my sources and be good. So, very very true. <laughs> that's why we're a good team. It's yeah, calm, cool, and collected, and then just ridiculous voice voice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mark speaks for me. Um, but yeah, I mean. It, uh, it was just great uh, hearing from JC and also, um, yeah, I mean, you can tell it and all three of us, I think we're very excited about, you know, the direction of this team and 
really it's, you know, you're seeing it's going to be a whole new draft process with, um, you know, the coaching staff that we have now and how they work together with Jason Light. So that's going to be the fun part. You're going to really see, I think, players that not only fit needs, but you can see what the plan is for them. I think that's going to be the biggest thing, like how these certain guys are going to be used. And I just don't think we've had that in the past where we draft a player, but there was no defined or definite plan, I would say. VH3? Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This guy plays man really well, but let's put him off. Right, exactly. Makes no damn sense. So I think you're going to see a difference where we're actually going to— Davis plays man very well. Let's play him off. Right. But you're right. Yeah. So I think we're going to see that where you see a better understanding of the overall plan of the roster and the construction of it. Um, But anyway, that's going to do it for us. Uh, I was rambling on there. But uh, uh, always, yeah, it was a great show. Thanks again for J.C. Cornell joining us tonight. Um, Pleasure. We're going to be definitely talking with him um, in the future for sure, as always. And probably have him on, you know, maybe before the season or something like that. Have him on as another guest. Hopefully we can get some chicken wings with him. Chicken wings, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for sure. Uh, But, yeah, that will do it. Uh, As always, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at RealBucksTalk. You can check us out uh, on Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. And, as always, go Bucks. And let's get this draft and just nail it. Let's get it done.